Welcome Hi. to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but maybe nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see anyone's these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's, Today's pick... On the podcast. Is Elaine's pick? Honey, I shrunk a kid. You did. I did. Well, good, because... They're in the backyard. Because the boy is gigantic now. (laughs) This is from 1989. It's a brisk hour and 33 minutes. Well, it's a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Old Disney movies got to the point quick. A lot of old. Because they're for kids. In, out, hello, goodbye. I was very sad like when I watched Joe this. Commercial, not, uh, Transformers commercial. That was only like 88 minutes. Because when it was released it was in the theater fun. and when they released it on video, it had the um, Tummy Troubles Roger yeah. Rabbit short mm-hmm. in front of it. But it's not oh. in front of it now on Disney+. Plus. Which, That's Disney, fun. put your fucking short in front of the movie. <laughs> on, Disney, get Is Roger together. Rabbit on there? Yeah. Oh, it's like maybe so, it's a weird rights thing or something. I don't know. I mean, they, they did it to make... To up the buzz for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is also another movie I'd like to do because I just like. I'd like that to re-see movie. that, rewatch that. Maybe I'll do it soon. Let me. Let me. I'll put it on the list. I, on the list. I don't know. I have no i idea if it qualifies or not. I don't think it does. Because I'm pretty sure I looked at it before. Mm-hmm. Well, we own it. I think maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Maybe well, we owned it on Roger VHS. Rabbit? I don't think so. I think we might have owned it on VHS. <laughs> the old days. Yeah. I think but. we got the VHS though. Like for 10 years, I saved VHS. I don't know why. I don't know. I think I have one VHS tape. It's an old horror game. Because you didn't want to go get rid of your collection of Highlander, the series. I did have those all on VHS. He had every one. Oh, I had fucking tons of It shit took like up that a whole me. big Rubbermaid tub. There was a lot of shit. That was a long series, longer than it had any right to be. All right. So this movie has a 78% tomometer with a 54% audience score, which I found shocking, but thank you. Um, It has a 63 Metacritic with a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It had an $18 million budget. In the U.S., it made $130 million. Worldwide, it made $222 million. Two sequels. Yes. (laughs) This was directed by Joe Johnston. Who also directed The Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. He also directed The Rocketeer, The Page Master, the original Robin Williams Jumanji, Jurassic Park 3, Hidalgo, which is a movie you might like with Viggo Mortensen about a race and a horse. I heard it was boring, but I've never watched it. I like it, so it's not too boring. Um, And Captain America, The First Avenger. He directed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it said on IMDb. Unless I couldn't, unless I read it incorrectly, which I might have. <laughs> Maybe I read producer credits, but I'm pretty sure I read director. Could be wrong. <laughs> right. The writers on this are hundred percent crazy. I just remember I have to pick a movie. Yeah, I got one. Okay. <laughs> I thought of one. I was like, oh, I want to do this. I, I need Tony to pay attention while I go through these writers. I'm sorry. So I'm going to wait till he looks up. Am I incorrect about the director of Captain America, the first Avenger? No, you're right. Okay, mm-hmm. sweet. Marcus and McFeely wrote it. I thought right. the Russo brothers wrote, directed it. Nope, incorrect. It was this dude. Hmm. 
I guess All right. didn't show up till later. Pay attention because this gets Sorry. wild. Sorry. The okay, so there are four writers credited on this. Two for okay. the story, yeah, two for I, the screenplay. I them up. Uh for the story, Stuart Gordon, who wrote Castle Freak, mm. my God, and Body Snatchers, and Brian Yunza, who wrote <laughs> Bride of Reanimator, God, and Silent Night, Deadly Night, four oh. and five. Wow, four and five. I didn't even know there was five. Well, of those. there was a lot either. of horror movies on both of Stuart Gordon and Brian Yunza's credits. I remember Silent Night? It's Deadly all Night. horror. None of it's fucking. I remember Bride of Reanimator. Kids movies. Like it's no kids <laughs> movies. So these well, guys there come are some up horror elements. Well, these guys movie. come up with the story for this guy. Uh, like if you were actually that and big then, and a bee came near you, that's terrifying. I am I am so curious about what they pitched to the studio. Because two and then the two guys that wrote the screenplay, Ed Na, Naha and Tom Schulman. Now Ed Naha has wrote this is crazy. Stop laughing at yourself. All right, first of all, welcome back to the podcast because he also did the screenplay for Troll. <laughs> okay? He also wrote the screenplay for Bud the Chud 2. <laughs> That's why I need Tony to pay attention. is that? And <laughs> Dolls. Do okay. you remember Dolls? That yeah. one's, that's a I creepy, the creepy VHS, movie. The, the cover of it with the eye with the coming out. Yeah, this is a creepy movie. Uh, and Spellcaster, which is another horror movie. I remember that one. Then also, recently... The Ten Commandments and Noah. That crazy oh, movie with the Noah one with, with, the, with, with the rock Russell angels. Bro. I didn't watch it. I know. Who, no one did. I did. Of course you did. And then It was almost cool. This is really funny too. And then the other guy who worked on the screenplay, uh, Tom Schulman, has written <laughs> um Ted, Dead Poet Society, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. What about Bob, the Medicine Man? Wow! Uh, Holy Man, <laughs> that Eddie Murphy one, okay. and Welcome to Mooseport. That movie I talk about all, all the time. All well written, if not well received movies. <laughs> There's all is, something to them. This is a crazy mixed bag of writing credits, none of which are writing family movies. <laughs> no. How did not this script get to Disney? <laughs> How did it get here? Crazy. <laughs> Eight heads in a duffel bag. I know. <laughs> I'm reading this. Yeah. I, but I'm reading this and I'm like, what the hell? Because usually, if you have multiple writers, at least one of them has written this style of movie before. Yeah, but but really, no. Not any of them. Well, they did great. All right. So, so let's take a minute to talk about what we thought going in. What about the cast? I'll get to that afterwards. I'm going to read my oh. reviews, then we'll go to the cast. Because that's or, not how we do it. Fine. Right. All right. I'll go to the cast. All right, we have uh, the character of Wayne Zielinski. I did the parents first, then the kids. Okay. Yes, the kids all right, born. Rick Moranis. All right, so that's played the by cast. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Nobody Welcome else is of note. <laughs> back to the podcast from My Blue Heaven and Streets of Fire. Also, he was in Parenthood, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Little Giants, which is a great movie that still holds up. And the he did the voice work in Brother Bear, which I love that movie. It's a Disney animated movie. Yeah, I said Parenthood. Did you? I didn't hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you're not well, paying I've attention. Been, I'm not, yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> then his wife Diane is played by Marsha Strassman, who is who was famous for Welcome Back, there Mr. Cotter. No, she's Welcome Back, Cotter, not Mr. Cotter. It's Welcome. It said Welcome Back, Mr. Cotter. Yeah, it's just called Welcome the, Back, Cotter. Well, okay. She also was in thirteen episodes of the Tremors TV show. Oh, there's <laughs> a Tremors TV show. Dude, how did you not know that? Fuck you. I, 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 Tremors is a blind spot in my horror stuff. 
and Elaine brought it in. I don't know much about Tremors. You don't need to know anything. I watched a couple of I don't them. understand how you don't love that movie. It's got No, I do love She's the first one. She's a single mom. Works real hard. I love the first Kills one. Kills Grab Boy. Everybody stop. loves the first one. <laughs> but I... And they've tried to make other iterations this... of it, and none of them work. They're all terrible. The I only person the who is in too. every single Tremors... Which was the is one the dad, is right? the Yeah. yeah. Which the was the one in the Old West? That's like Tremors four. Or five, that's the last one I saw. Tremors yeah, I five is in like Alaska. That's terrible. I tried to watch it. Don't, don't go there. Tremors two is we don't need a to talk movie. About Tremors two. We need mm. to talk about. Rick I like Rams. the first one. But that first uh, one's good. The first one is fantastic. Right. Hey. And they should have just left it at that. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the only thing that ever happened. I mean, it's a pretty simple concept. You can kind of do it but over I just, and over everywhere. I thought that was hilarious. Okay, then we have Big Russ Thompson, who's played by Discount Matt Stewart. Welcome back to the podcast from Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Also, Max Hedrum. Yes, he was Max Hedrum, very famously. He was in Lawnmower Man 2. He was in Watchmen. He was on oh, the yeah, Castlevania TV show. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the TV show Eureka, which is a mo- show I loved. I and do. then he's in the movie Pixels, which I may pick for the podcast. Do it's it. real terrible, but she's I, threatening me. I like parts you saw of it. it. Yeah. Oh, well, I yeah. saw it. It's bad. Oh, you did see it? Yeah. There's there's a good movie in that movie, and I might like to listen to you shit on it. All right, then we have uh, I will. May Thompson, played by Kristen Sutherland, who is famous for the Buffy the Vampire TV show. Yep. Tony was like, "Let me know when you see the famous person you know in here." <laughs> it wasn't Rick Moranis. Well, no, we didn't watch it. That wasn't. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it might not be Rick Moranis. Let's be real. She's seen Carly. Ghostbusters. She's well, seen Ghostbusters. She's seen My Blue Heaven and Streets of Fire. We did them on the podcast, but she might not recognize Rick Moranis. Who knows? Spaceballs. She 100% recognized Rick Moranis. Actually. You never oh, saw Spaceballs? So Jesus Christ. Pretty good. But we know she saw <laughs> Ghostbusters. She's married to Tony. Actually, Tony. let me put it this I think Spaceballs is a masterpiece, but the humor in that might not be for you. <laughs> um, and then we have the kids. Amy Zielinski is played by Amy O'Neill, who's been in nothing else worth talking about. <laughs> Uh, Nick Zielinski is played by Robert Oliveri. Welcome back to the podcast from Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, otherwise, nothing worth talking no. about. <laughs> little Russ Thompson is played by Thomas Wilson Brown, who is he has a lot of acting so credits, but the only thing that he's been in that is of note and that he was like in was Knott's Landing. Mm-hmm. Big. Which he was you might never have heard of. Big. <laughs> That's what he was Little in. Russ Thompson was not oh, in sorry, Big. Oh, sorry. Uh, that was um, the other one. I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay, you don't have to yell at me. And finally, rounding out the cast is Ron Thompson, played by Jared Rushton, who was in Big, Overboard, and Pet Cemetery. Overboard. 2. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, I don't know why she got to yell at me for getting something wrong. Because you interrupted me to give wrong information. If you're going to interrupt me, at least give correct information. Keep drinking. (laughs) I will. What would you think going in, Tony? I was like, I haven't seen this since I've been able to drive. So let's see if it holds up. John. I used to watch this all the time with my cousins. Mm -hmm. We really liked it back then. Excellent. Corley. This is one of those movies that was yeah. on TV a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> so you've seen it. She's like, this I was a movie. This <laughs> came out the same year as Batman. Well, start to finish, couldn't tell you how many times, but parts, plenty of times. This did not yeah. do as good. <laughs> I mean, this movie did good, but not as good as well, Batman. I mean, it was, it's, it no, was Batman. Not much did. Batman's year. This movie did 
fantastic, though. Yeah. It compared had to eight, Batman. No, but it had an $18 million budget, and it made $222 yeah. million. Batman made, like, $500 million, but it cost $200 million. <laughs> like, they probably made more money on this than Batman. And also, I, I don't know what the advertising nope. for Batman was, but it was probably more than... They cost to make that. Merchandising. Merchandise. Where the real money for the movie comes from. You don't get that reference. But you do. <laughs> it's from Spaceballs. And I guarantee you, they made another, you know, half a billion dollars on just Batman toys. They saw the toilet paper. My favorite scene in Spaceballs is when they go to the videotape of the movie. Mm. God, it's so good. No, it's when they say, comb the desert. We ain't found shit. That is the best. That might be Colonel the best Sanders. line. Chicken. I don't know. There's so many... I see my Schwartz is as big as your Also, I may be a 12-year-old boy, but when he says she's gone from suck to blow, I cannot help myself. I laugh every time. She's a transformer. All right. So, let me give you some reviews about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. All right. So, there were no one-star reviews on IMDb. Wow. The lowest rating on IMDb was a three-star. So, I had to go to Rotten Tomatoes because I need a one-star review. This is by Brandon G., from March 26, 2020. So he's uh, early COVID. He's late. in COVID yeah. times, watching whatever's on that. Early COVID times, though. Early COVID, he's <laughs> probably just, he thinks he's only going to be out of work a week, and he's yeah. bored, so he's <laughs> watching everything he got. He's still, put, he's still putting his, his groceries on the front porch, if letting come the sun back in kill the August COVID. Or he's or like, September. two weeks to flatten the curve. We got this. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's at the beginning of flattening the curve. Masks. This movie is dumb, cringe, unfunny, gross, and shouldn't exist. It's it such gross? a dumb concept concept and i don't understand how this even became a film the fact that disney world had an attraction based off this movie is even worse one star i mean he had thoughts it did make me think about it though uh in the avengers movies everybody has tony's tech everybody has everybody's tech except pym nobody has fucking shrink tech Mm -hmm. in all of the fucking all of the universes and all the worlds even Kang or whatever the fuck, none of them could shrink stuff except him. But everybody had like Tony's arc reactor and power suits and all that kind of shit. So it, was just, it made me think about that. I was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. I mean, it also could be that they're just not creative enough. And they're like, he has that presentation. We haven't talked about it yet. But everybody's like, why the fuck would we want that? They don't care. <laughs> well, the 10 out of 10 review I found is entitled Small Problem, Gigantic Fun. This is by Red Dragon Hero 17 from March 2nd, 2017. I like when they make the... I like to know the year they made these reviews. I find it very interesting. (laughs) It definitely matters. So there are some movies that stick with you throughout your life that has a special magic that has you coming back again and again. And this is one of them. I've known Rick Moranis since Ghostbusters and seeing him in this amplifies the magic wackiness of this film that this film possesses. But it doesn't stop there. As soon as the kids are shrunk, that's when the real fun begins. The special effects of the insects pay homage to the monster movies of the 50s, plus a little homage to Ray Harryhausen's creatures with the battle between the ant and the scorpion. The ant's death still gets me to this day. Spoilers. Add, finally, add in a, a touching theme about the reality of parenting, and this is Andy. one that stands the test of time. I was, and I picked this review because he talks about the reality of parenting, which is something that when we watch these old movies that I've watched as a kid, and then I go back and watch as an adult, a lot of times you have... All of a sudden, you're so sympathetic to the parents, and you're like, these fucking kids, which before you didn't even consider. So yeah. I wondered if this is going to be one of those ones where I where I ended up, not, I haven't seen it in years and years and years, probably since the kids were little. So that was, you know, yeah. 16 years ago at least. 
And um, <laughs> so I was wondering if I was it was going to be one of those movies where I was like, oh, these fucking shit kids. <laughs> and totally dislike, so. That glass is an empty in your pork in mine. I needed that's, to top it off. Like <laughs> Before of, I got too drunk to, too drunk to pick. That's why I love watching these old '80s movies because you see them with such a different perspective. You know, like, like Ghostbusters and Beach I Master. remember when I was little, I was like, "Dude, the Ghostbusters are the coolest motherfuckers ever." And now when I watch them, like they're just a bunch of old fat dudes. And and uh, Peter Venkman might be a sex predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure he and is. And Egon's like a flimflam man, race fucking nuts. Like you know, you look at these people; it's funny. And, the scene in the elevator. Like, like yeah, when they, they should have gotten on. fired. Like, yeah, yeah, it gives it away. Like, if you always just imagine that they're, they're just like sure of themselves. And then yeah. you watch it, you're like, wait a minute. They don't Those know guys are what fucking the fuck scared. They're doing. They start backing away from it. <laughs> like, it makes that noise, and they're like, mm. yeah. I don't know where the fuck they thought they were going in the elevator. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. I love that. I really that, uh, established that scene has done more for me now. Watching oh, yeah. Back. Yeah, because you... That's the little stuff you don't see as a kid, but as an adult, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm taking a step back. <laughs> it's like when uh, Basher <laughs> covers his nuts when he turns on the EMP in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> it's those tiny little it's things like, uh, that are maybe, only there for grown-ups. Maybe 10 years ago or whatever, I never noticed... But, like, when Peter's talking to the um, hotel manager or whatever and telling him how much it's going to cost to get the ghost out of there, and he's like, well, it's going to cost... And he looks over at Egon, and Egon goes... <clears throat> He goes three thousand dollars, and then that's going to be four thousand dollars. Like, and Egon's shooting him all these signs. I never noticed that because you just, you know, I try and watch older movies now and just kind of pay attention to different people as what their faith, you know, giving you. You find all kinds of weird shit. Watch out! Won't pay. All right, we'll put it right back. Right back. (laughs) I know, but I was interested to rewatch this because I thought it would be interesting to see. Hmm. Are we done with Ghostbusters tangents? Never. (laughs) To be true. Okay. Are we done for? But we're going to start. How, uh, honey, honey, I shrunk, I shrunk the, kid. the kids. How I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, shit. All right. So we open, this movie opens with an animated sequence, which gives us a little bit about the plot, but not really. It shows us the shrunken kids running from different household perils. Welcome back from Mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite character in that movie, Hollywood. <laughs> I just like to say that. I know. While also showing us the credits. So every time something happens to them, like when the fan shreds the paper airplane, the paper pieces fall into someone's name. Or when the fly swatter swishes the bug and lifts up, the bug guts are somebody's name. So it's a very creative way to do the credits, and it's a fun animated scene. And when you kind of take it into context that there was an animated short and then an animated opening, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But we finally cut to the real world. We see the mailman, and he delivers mail to the Thompson house. It's a very normal house. And then we see him deliver mail to the Zelinsky house, and he actually gives it to their dog, Quark, and Quark brings the mail into the house. And inside the house, we see Amy is making breakfast for Nick. Amy is a typical teenager. She is on the phone with her friend. With a really long cord. With a really long cord. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yep. <laughs> talking about, um, there's a great line here, because she's talking to her friend about how she thinks this guy might ask her to the dance. Paul Tate. Paul Tate. And uh, she tells her friend, no, they broke up for religious reasons. She thought she was God and he disagreed, which is a great line. <laughs> Something I found on this rewatch was, I think the script is really good. A lot of the bad reviews, even the three, four, five star ones that I read before I decided that I definitely needed a one star review, talked about the script not being good and the kid actors being terrible. And I think the script is really good. Thanks for that. Um, but, uh, Nick is building 
some kind of machine that has a laser that he shoots at the dog and the dog disappears and he's like amy amy see it works cork disappeared but he really just ran off because he didn't want to be shot at with some weird laser thing (laughs) that blows shit up amy gives us some exposition as she talks to her friend on the phone talking about how her parents had a fight and her mom left and spent the night at her mom's house or at grandma's house so we kind of get the scene. We see there's different inventions all over the house, mm-hmm. much like in Gremlins. Yeah. But these inventions Only these work. seem to actually work. Yes, these all seem to actually work. <laughs> they don't really talk about what Wayne Zielinski's job is, but I have to suspect he's some kind of engineer. Engineer. Yeah. And I'm a good one. Like, not just an inventor, but a, a high-level like, engineer. The only thing that doesn't really work, per se, is the shrinking machine. Everything else seems to work just yeah. fine. Um, so... Other than the fact that he can't type. Then we see Quark run upstairs and into the attic where Wayne is working on his machine. And we see, and the attic is full of parts and he is building something. And it looks like the attic of someone who is actually building something would look. It's sometimes in these movies when you get these... Like in Terminator, when we see... What's his name? Or Terminator 2. What's his name? The Joe Mortensen. Like... Everything's like on computers, but Miles we don't Bennett, see Tyson or Dyson Bennett. Dyson. Yeah, we don't see any of the Miles actual Dyson. like. She's gonna blow him away! Come on, come on, come on, let's go! Come on! We see like these really it. smart people, but everything's on computers, and it's all the theory. But like, this is go. some hands-on machinery, which What'd is a nice change for? of pace, which you because don't really you see don't very often. Do. We flash over to the Thompson house. Big Russ Thompson is woken up by Wayne's noise as he works on his machine, and he yells out the window. Because they have a four-hour drive ahead of them. It's like four hours. What are you, a bitch? Come on. Four hours. Also, nothing. Yeah, it's it really not isn't. that early. Every person in the Zelensky house is awake. It's not like it's 6 a.m. on Saturday It morning. was 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if he's got a four-hour drive ahead of him and they're going fishing, then he's probably already up and ready to go. <laughs> well, he he's says, bringing a microwave and, like, tons yeah, of food. Okay, I was like, first micro of all, magic. We'll get to that. First of all, I mean, they're loading up their RV. RV. Yeah. And they're meeting it's their... called the Black Pearl. They're not leaving until army. noon. So, which seems late in the day to be leaving. But maybe it's one of those things where they can't check out until a certain... Or check in until a certain time to wherever they've got this special It's $80, May. But so then he tries to go back to bed, but it's too loud. So he gets up and he goes outside because he's going to yell at his neighbor. And he trips one of Ron's booby chaps. Ron has been sleeping in the yard because he's so excited about camping. And, <laughs> but he uh, has booby traps. But he has booby traps. And he this one goes boobies. off and Big Russ Thompson is shot in the middle of the forehead with a suction cup dart. He tries to pull it off, but it doesn't come off. And he says, what's on here? And Ron goes, super glue. Got to mark those trespassers, Dad. Which would have Not a trespasser, I'm your father. <laughs> Super glue would have dried on that thing long before it was tripped. <laughs> so um, it's very fast drying. Yeah, <laughs> and it wouldn't dry instantly to... when it touched his head. No. But <laughs> he would have had to put that on as soon as Dad hit the wire. But yeah. his dad stops back into the house, and it is apparently attached to his fishing pole. So Russ reels it in, and Ron reels it in, and pulls it off his dad's head. And when he shouts, Amy looks out the window and she shakes her head and goes, "What a weird family." <laughs> Hello, Ice. This is you calling the water cold. Okay. So Nick goes upstairs to talk to his dad. Hot he wants to show Wayne his invention, which is a smaller version of the machine that Wayne is building 
but he is too busy. He's like, I, I got to yeah, finish this today. he does the trope too busy. And at the end, but, he's going to make a big turnaround. Um, well, he doesn't really make a... I, yeah, he does. He says, Dad, I've been calculating. If we had every molecule in this house, it's like, not now. I don't... I think that... I don't think that he's a bad parent or an absentee parent. I think that the this machine is just taking over everything. Right. But and, um, and to be fair, it will change humanity, yeah. like forever. Yeah. So. Sorry about your kid's rough childhood. He tells Nick to go back downstairs, and Nick does, and then Wayne He'll be all right with again all the money. Yeah. tries to shrink something. He tries to shrink an ap- an apple, but it explodes. And he just sits on his thinking couch, his thinking couch, a little disappointed, and, says, and says to the dog as it licks applesauce off him. On the other hand, we've come up with an interesting way to make applesauce. It is an interesting way to make applesauce. <laughs> I mean, lasers that blow up shit aren't useless. <laughs> Did you? Somebody will buy that. <laughs> That's true. I don't and think he wants to sell to that guy from the losers. I remember no. thinking, like, I wonder if the science on this checks out. Can you take away the space in the molecules and make things smaller or bigger? I was thinking. I gotta go with no. I was thinking about it, and the, and the problem is, is it it will either make the object super hot or super cold, because when you put it together, it rubs super yeah. hot. Objects which will probably make it annihilate, which is not good. No. I also think. I think that's what's happening to the apple. Yeah. The space between the atomic particles and the molecules it's set because they have charges. mass and yeah. gravity and charges. Mm-hmm. So if you changed them, I would think it would change the matter in some way. I think it's bullshit science like, that isn't really possible. Yeah. Of course. Because this is a Disney movie. It's not like Cold Fusion. That's real. Uh. <laughs> um, I mean, the Chinese supposedly have it. We'll see. I don't think that's true. That was a joke uh, about Cold Fusion. I don't know. But who knows what the Chinese It's not have. that far away, we'll say that. I think they say it's theoretically possible. But, but, but Cold Fusion made. is room temperature fusion, not cold like fusion. in the movies where it makes ice and stuff. Well, but either way, I would think that if you change the space between the the atomic or subatomic particles, really, that it would change the matter more than just making it super hot or super cold. I think it would change the basic the basic matter itself. It would, so I don't think you would be people anymore, it would, it would <laughs> or apples, probably or probably make you something else like Ant Man. That can't happen <laughs> unless you have a suit, of course. Well, that gets abandoned very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which pisses me off. But we don't have to get into that. Don't worry about that. That's the third movie. <laughs> no, the you don't need the suit to shrink in they Ant-Man. Need the not to die. No, no. Yeah, they mentioned I. That. You do not need the suit to shrink. You can shrink without the suit. But when you shrink without the suit... The suit? The suit. Keep drinking. It makes... It damages your brain. So it's not that you can't do it. It's that it causes long-term brain damage. Does it really? That's what they say in the first movie. The helm, the reason that the oh, helmet Jesus. of the Ant Man suit, that. like the most important part of the Ant Man suit, is the helmet that protects his brain. So in Ant Man three, the, or Ant Man four, they're all going to be brain damaged. Yes, they were with no suit for a long time in that movie. But like, and why wasn't Michelle Pfeiffer a, a vegetable then? Who knows? But he says oh. he says something in the first movie about the. The importance of the suit she and the helmet itself to make sure that he then. doesn't get brain damage. All right, let's get back to the Zelensky's, okay? I know that. I'm, I'm sorry, this is my favorite I MCU know, character. We, we, I know a little bit about <laughs> the movies. Just the tiniest smidgen of knowledge. Get it? Tiniest? It's a little bit. kernel. Little? A little, a tiny, an tiny? insignificant little kernel of something. Shrunken? Maybe. You guys aren't allowed to hang out together. Is this why I like Ant Man? 
Because I like honey, I shrunk the kids. Finish your it drink. It very much could be. Mm-hmm. I, is this like a sub something? It's, it's a path. A minuscule <laughs> part of my subconscious. I mean, Tony connected the dots. Minuscule. You seem to have subconsciously connected the dots. I didn't connect them at all. <laughs> well, I didn't think of Ant Man a single time while we watched this movie. Not even when there like was an ant. Iron Man because you like <laughs> Ghostbusters. Because they both made miniature cyclotrons. No. The power things that shouldn't be powered. Mm-mm. It's exactly why. It's Mm-mm. okay, John. You can let it out. <laughs> John likes Iron Man because he likes characters in movies, in fiction, that are pretentious douchebags. He does not like people like that in real life. He only likes fictitious characters like that, but it is his favorite kind of character. If they are super smart and super pretentious about it and are very and lord it over everybody, John loves them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm pretentious and douchey. Nah. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that either, but I would say that's your favorite kind of fictitious character. You also I'm really love with, criminals as fictitious I'm characters. I'm going with he likes Ghostbusters and I don't know. Well, I'm a smooth criminal. But you hate criminals in real life. But I like that song. All right, moving on. I actually like the Alien Ant Friend version of that song better. Mm, no, you don't. Hot take. I do. I would rather listen <laughs> to that than the actual. It's not okay, even on my top twenty going. Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> you don't want this episode to take longer than the actual movie, which is a cool. Hour I would like our recording apparatus not to die because the battery wasn't charged properly before we recorded. Well, you didn't send me a text message. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He always sends me a text message in today. And sometimes I've already done And she's not going it. to speed up or oh, even get I'm started in her saying, movie. And I really hope this episode gets cut off. I'm not saying that he should or should not have. I'm just like, every time I ask Tony, can you get this? If you remind me, if you remind me, if you if I want Tony to do anything, I have to call him or text him during the day while I'm at work. <laughs> my life right. is complex. <laughs> I spend a lot of time playing games on my phone today. <laughs> Big Ross is excited about his fishing trip. Him, he's talking with May in the hallway when they're to make sure he got all the glue from the dart off his forehead. And little Russ Thompson gets up. Little Russ is in a mood. Big Russ is like, are you excited about this fishing trip? And he's like, fishing is your thing, Dad, not mine. And Big Russ is like, what the he fuck's wrong with him? Life. May drags him into their bedroom and tells him a secret. That little Russ was cut from the football team because he's too small. And Big Russ gives this piece of dad advice. If he wants to feel big, he should act big. That's not how that works. Especially in football. <laughs> I know, but You might just... get away with that in the halls, but in football? I know, but that's bigger dude's a... going to stomp you. It's such an 80s dad oh, thing to say, though. Crack me up. All right, so then we see Wayne leaving for going to leave for his conference, but Diane calls. And the kids stop him, so Diane talks to Wayne on the phone. She just wanted to wish him luck on his conference, and she tells him she'll be home this afternoon. And they seem like maybe they did have a fight and she left, but they're not at a point where the big yeah. D, and they're I don't mean They're fighting all the time. They're not, yeah, yeah. at each other's Like, strokes. maybe they're fighting, but there's still something here. They're, you know, mm-hmm. it's not at the end. And so then Wayne hangs up with her and tells Nick to mow the lawn and Amy to clean the house or do the best she can. So now then this woman just left yesterday after mm-hmm. they had a fight. I think that's important to remember later when she comes home and she's like, so things are going to be different, eh? As, as if all no, this mess happened But in the he last does say hours. in the kitchen, the kid, that's why the kids clean the house. And she looks around like, 
What? <laughs> I don't think she def- necessarily expected the house to be too much different than when she left. But and it can't be that can't, much different from when she left. But you can't tell me the kids clean the house and it looks like this. He just doesn't notice. He told them to clean the house. He mm. assumes they did it. <laughs> so they, then we they see were busy. Nick, Connie, and a kid into mowing the lawn because they have a very cool With- remote-controlled lawnmower. Why would you con somebody to mow the lawn if you don't even have to do anything? <laughs> also, we see him later using some sort of reverse um, blower to suction up trash that's in their yard. So he did some yard work. So mm. why wouldn't you just mow the lawn? <laughs> it's a bizarre, like... This is the easiest job you could possibly have. It's a remote control. <laughs> yeah. And then, but Tommy's like, but I got to go meet blah, blah. And he's like, can I do it later? And Nick's like, sure. No, he says, oh, I don't know. Well, he eventually agrees. She's a lazy fucker and doesn't want to do any work. Yeah, well, he, he works to be smarter, a lot like his harder. dad. And he wants to focus on his invention, just like his dad. Yeah, but then he does do some long maintenance, so it's very weird. You threw in a box of cookies, let you mow the whole thing. We see Big Russ Thompson checking off his list of camping supplies, which this is a ludicrous list. How long are they going camping? That yeah, it seems like the whole fucking summer. <laughs> That's a lot of french fries and fish sticks and meatloaf. <laughs> Indeed. John, are you going to put your phone down and pay attention? I am paying attention. I don't think you are. Uh, Ron wants to play some baseball, but his dad is like, I'm busy. He looks mm-hmm. on his list of things to do and is like, baseball. Mm, no. Really? You got to look for your fucking list, you douchebag? Big Russ Thompson's an asshole. Maybe. And then uh, Ron Discount exchanges Jim words Carey. with Nick, and that's where we see Nick doing some lawn maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then we see... Uh, little Russ Thompson is sitting in a lawn chair reading a magazine and his dad is like, Russ, Russell, Russell. And finally gets his attention and he tells him to load up supplies in the camper. He's like, fishing's not really my thing. And as little Russ starts carrying supplies to the camper, he spies Amy through the window. Amy is dance cleaning, which I've done this. But she chose to mop before she did anything on any surface. Yeah, she and that mop does not look clean, and I don't think it made a lick of difference. Yeah, well, she... not everybody was trained the custom-made way, where you clean the floors last so that everything that's fallen you down mean, is the common the sense way. I mean, top to bottom is common top, sense. I mean, I mean, that's that's not really fucking. She's not. She she cares about going technology. to the mall and boys, but she's not dumb. <laughs> She's, I guess maybe she... I don't know. Because that's not even the thing I would pick if I wanted to get the most bang for my buck. I would clean the counters. Yeah. Well, you also did it professionally. She doesn't give a shit. No, no. I'm just saying, if my mom no, said, this better look clean when I get Your back, mom also mopping the floor is not what I would cleaner. choose. She okay. wants to go see Generic Paul Generic mom. Right. I would clean up the thing that gives you the most bang for your buck, which would be the counters. Elaine's right. You sure. also care. You clean off the table and then you do the dishes because that gives you the most bang for your buck. Because nobody looks at the floor, they look at the counters because those are eye level. That's where your eye goes. I see. They just wanted her to dance and him to see it. No, but it's fun. (laughs) I mean, I have dance cleaned before. It is a good time. Um, When the kids were little, when Cross was younger especially, when he was like seven, eight, 
And I would clean around the house and I would dance around when I do it. Cross would dance with me. It was a good time. Gwen was not a big house dancer. Cross would always bust a move with mom. Cross is also dances very similar to me. Or did then. I hope he's a better dancer now because I am not super great. You're wonderful. You're my favorite dancer. Um, Hold me closer, tiny dancer. I'm a better dancer now than I used to be. You're welcome. Some, when we started doing the API and I got in shape, it really made an effect on how well I could dance. And the jujitsu helps too. The more, if you do active things, people, then you dance better, FYI. Maybe it's just an improved coordination thing. I think so. <laughs> but um, Big Russ sees her dancing through the window and calls that family weird. And then he catches Little Russ checking her out. He's and like, he's like, uh-huh. So then we next we see Big Russ taking Where's Little Russ to the garage and showing him a set of weights and tells Little Russ that this is going to help him with football. You give me three months and I will have you throwing harder and running faster than any guy on that team. And Little Russ says, Dad, you know that weights are not my thing. And <laughs> Big like, Russ is like, fishing isn't your thing. Weights aren't your thing. Just what exactly is your thing? And he comes back with this. I don't know, but I'll keep you posted. That is a great fucking answer. All right, you do that. But until then, you're doing this. Yeah. Which is also a good dad answer. But I just was like, he didn't try to make anything up. He was just like, I don't know what my thing is. But I'll let you know as soon as I figure it out. Apparently it's fighting scorpions. Maybe. No, it's not. It's and a, girls. And girls. And specifically Amy one, Amy well. Zielinski. Um, so then, little Russ is working out and Ron is playing baseball by himself so he's doing the old and he makes he throws the ball up whiffs throws the ball up connects with the bat it's out of here and it goes through Zelensky's attic window so when it goes through so little Russ Thompson sees him and drags him next door to tell them that he broke their window welcome back from the sandlot yes <laughs> Also, at one point, Ron says, I'm your brother. You're not supposed to. I can't remember what he said because I didn't write it down. It was like, you're not supposed to narc on your brother, but he didn't say narc. He said something else, which I thought was really funny. Rat? Fink? Fink. I think he said fink. (laughs) Um, So we see in the attic that the ball has turned on the machine and then fallen in the path of the laser. And the laser targets the chair and the couch that's up there and shrinks it. So the machine is on and shrinking things. It's very exciting. So they knock on the door and Nick answers the door and little Russ is like, tell him what happened. And he doesn't want to say anything. And then Amy comes to the door and little Russ gets awkward as shit. (laughs) He is, you can tell he really likes her because he doesn't know how to talk and it gets weird. But eventually he explains that Ron has hit a ball through their window and that Ron promises to pay for it. And he's like, I'm not paying for that. And he's, little Russ is like, well, we'll go tell dad. And he's like, oh no, I'll pay for it. It'll come out of my allowance. It'll be monthly installments. But Amy tells Nick to take Ron up to the attic to get his ball. Which, why? Why? Because he needs his ball back. Well, we need the movie to happen. Why does he need his ball back? I would pretend I never played baseball. It's not his ball. <laughs> so Zelensky's ball now. It is in their house. It broke my window. It doesn't make it theirs. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to drive my car through your front door. No, I'm just, I think if Russ hadn't seen him, 
He would have just walked yeah, away and he pretended, he, he, never pretended played baseball. he never played baseball. He would have hit that bat in the camper and nobody would have known. And, but but Russ saw him, so now his, back, his bat is in the backyard at the Zelinskis. Like, they go to and- the backyard <laughs> and he leans it up against the porch. And so Amy tells Nick to go get the ball with for them to go upstairs and get the ball. And she's like, I don't have time for this. I need to get to the mall. Paul Tate. Yeah. She's got to go meet Paul Tate. He might ask her to the dance. This is a big deal. Amy is very popular. Mm-hmm. And um, they go. And so the boys go up. They open the attic door. And as soon as they get in the room, they get shrunk. So then we see Wayne at work giving his presentation. And the audience is leaving while he's yeah. giving this presentation. Then he is heckled by one of his it's colleagues. It's just rude. You get, yeah. The science community, they're cutthroat. <laughs> Very much like, um, what did this remind me of? Um, uh, James Spader's presentation in Stargate. Uh-huh. And he's heckled and then everybody leaves. But unlike every other scientific presentation of this type we see, Wayne's boss seems to think, he says, it's all right. They'll understand. It's hard for them to believe without proof, but they'll understand someday. Like his boss or whoever this guy is seems to be very supportive. And as they walk out of the room, said, "And you were right about the extension cord on the shock collars," <laughs> which seems seems obvious. like you hung some dogs. Mm. We're something, but it does not go well, and they are not. Uh, he will not be granted a grant for his work. Uh, then Amy and Russ are, Russ is awkwardly trying to make conversation with Amy and Amy is not having it because this is just this weirdo that lives next door. But the boys are not coming down. So they go upstairs to see what's taking so long and they also get shrunk. Mm-hmm. So Amy is like, where are we? Obviously you're still in the same fucking room. I mean, <laughs> I mean just believing just... what happened, but where are we is a weird just... comment. But <laughs> they're one-fourth of an inch. And little teeny. One-fourth of an inch. One-fourth of an inch is like, what, the size of the little clicky thing on my pen, maybe? I think Even it's a that, less like half that. Half that. <laughs> half that, the size of maybe one of the stars on my Care Bear phone case. That's yeah. probably closer. Teeny, 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 itsy bitsy. But Nick and Ron see them get shrunk and run over. Uh, Quark, the dog barks and it's super loud and Amy tells him to shut up and to go away and the dog leaves because the dog has super good hearing and can actually hear them even though they're teeny tiny. So Wayne comes home. He looks for the kids. He doesn't see them. He sees that they didn't really clean up. Well, it seems like he he maybe (laughs) is annoyed that they didn't really clean up very much but then later it seems like he didn't notice so but he's in a bad mood, and he goes up to the attic looking for the kids, and he sees that um, when he goes into the attic, the machine is adjusting to everybody's height, and it adjusts up, and the ball falls off the machine and turns it off. So by the time he gets in the room... I don't think they would have turned it off. It would have nuked him, but I guess that would end the movie if you Well, when it fell... <laughs> it's before he comes in. The I get that, is, but all it did was the ball fell off. That didn't turn anything off. It hit the control panel when it fell off, and it turned the machine off. So the control panel was on the other side. It hit a. You control. know what? Let's not worry about it. Let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. It hit the control. It hit the off button. The O N O F F button. <laughs> Link wants to be right on this. 
Well, it clearly hit a control that turned it off. Mm-hmm. Whether they moved the control to be convenient in two different scenes, I <laughs> cannot confirm nor deny. It's very possible. But I'm just saying it hits the control when it fell off and it turned it off. So then he sees the broken window and he's fucking pissed. And then as he's turning away from the broken window, his he-, he gets hit on the head with part of the machine. And he he's so pissed because he's just... He's been working towards this and working towards this and he's not and it, it's all for nothing. So he's ruining his marriage. He's ignoring his kids and he's not even going to get the grant money. His presentation went so bad and now his fucking windows broke and it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. So he starts to destroy his machine and the kids are trying to yell for him, but they're too little and he can't hear them. And uh, he starts to, he destroys the machine and then Quark is in the doorway, and he's like, don't come in here. There's glass all over. So then he sweeps up his mess, and he sweeps up his kids with the mess, throws them away, and puts them out with the trash. (laughs) So the kids are in the trash, and it seems like we can hear them talking to each other, and they cut their way out of the bag with a blade of glass. And... They are standing at the fence at the back of the house and they're looking at the super long journey and Ron is like, I'm going home. We're supposed to go fishing. (laughs) And then Amy goes, yeah, how are you? Or no, Russ goes, yeah, how are you going as bait? She says that, not him. Or Amy, yep. And then uh, Ron's like, fuck you and slides down a blade of grass into the yard. And then Russ isn't going to let his little brother go by himself, so he slides Actually, down. Actually, Ron says, Russ, you coming or not? And then he slides down. John memorized this movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw this a lot when I was He's a seen kid. it a lot. I also have the Roger Rabbit cartoon memorized, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> Would you like to talk about it? No. <laughs> I meant to go back and watch it, but I just didn't. And then... And then... Nick goes down, and Amy's like, Nick, and... Like, what were you going to do, Amy? Just yeah. stay in the So trash? Nick goes down and then Amy goes down. <laughs> and uh, Amy says, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. And Nick says, I don't think we're in the food chain anymore, Dorothy. But yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are at the bottom now. <laughs> You've moved a couple steps down. Nick does the math. And they're 3.2, I think, miles from the house. Which they should be able to walk in a decent amount of time. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's going to take forever. It's three miles, you lazy fuckers. Get moving. Yeah, but they're an not hour. walking. That's three mi- three point two miles in a straight line. That's which I mean, it's true. still it's still rough terrain, but that's true. It's but, rough terrain, but they're a bunch it's of not fucking that kids. Far. Doable. I do think one of the obstacles they talk a lot about how long their grass is is they can't see the house. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't they go in a straight line. They went yeah, like, all over the fucking climb place. Climb and take a look. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they do that later. See how much good it does. <laughs> All right. So uh, they're scared by a butterfly, or a little Russ Thompson is anyway. But they get moving. I'm sorry. A butterfly that big would be terrifying. I know, right? <laughs> it's so loud. The butterflies drink blood, so and what? tears. Butterflies drink blood and tears. They can. I mean, they can, but they're not like seeking it out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can fuck with a butterfly that big. They drink nectar. Um, so Diane gets home 
And she's looking around and she's like, oh yeah, things are real different. <laughs> and then Wayne gets home and Diane tells him her, her good news that she sold the house to the Borschnecks. Borschnecks? Borschnecks. Borschnecks. Whatever. I have a <laughs> Gorlami. I have it written down later. Um, and he tells her, she's like, how'd your presentation go? And he's like, it was not good. But I'm going to try to get my old job back. We're, there's going to be some real changes around here. We can't keep doing this. Things are going to be different. Like maybe he and quit his job to work on this. Or he had a grant. Yeah. And the grant ran out. He didn't yeah. get a renewal grant. So now he has to go back to his old but job. But he's obviously a quality engineer. So it seems like he could probably get he a job. He could probably get a job. Um, but they can't find the kids. The kids are nowhere to be found. She's like, where are the kids? And he's like, I think they went to the mall. They're not here. Um, and she's like, did they know I was coming home? And he's like, yeah, that's why they cleaned I mean, up the house. They were here when you called. You talked to them. <laughs> yeah. But he tells her they cleaned up the house, and she's looking around like, um, they did not. It looks worse than when I left it's last like night. When my sister says to the kids, you can't go to that sleepover unless you've cleaned your room first. And they come out, and they're like, I cleaned my room. And she looks, and she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> These kids just left. They said they were going to clean, and they just left. <laughs> but so we flash back to the kids who are walking their trek back to the house. And Nick has a bright idea that they could whistle for Quark. Dogs have great hearing, and he can hear them. So they start to whistle. And this is where we find out that little Russ can't whistle. You can whistle. Just put your lips together and blow. And I also could not whistle as a child. I still can't really whistle. Oh. Tighter. I whistle very well. <laughs> John whistles. John's dad whistles constantly. Do you know what which I as someone out? who can't whistle, I find that very irritating. My mom. He doesn't mean anything, but I just My whistles. whole life I know. whistled really I never well. said anything to your dad. And now I she have. told me she can't whistle anymore. Stop with the fucking whistling. Really? <laughs> she can't whistle anymore because she said as she's gotten older, the shape of her face has changed, the shape of her mouth has changed, and she can't whistle anymore. I can whistle a little bit. But I can't. One of my students loves for me to whistle. I whistle all the time at work. <laughs> not a big whistler. I can't whistle. I always like that, that he can't whistle. Because it always, because I also could not whistle. One of my you're surrounded by people who are like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you're the one that can't whistle, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, they all whistle right in front of you. Um, so Nick says that they need to get higher. So they spot some flowers and they, and Nick and Ron start climbing. Amy does not climb because she's scaredy pants Amy. And she's like, be careful. Nicky! This arm then, does not appear to be able to really hold their weight. And then little <laughs> Russ is like, I'll go after them. He's trying to be macho. Stop being macho. He's being protective. And he's being a good character. He's trying to be macho and impress the girl he likes. That too. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good character. But you know what else he does? He's he jumps a on a kid. fucking bee. Well, the boys climb up and they do spot Quark. And he is coming. But... The Thompson stupid cat is in the way. And he's Ron, not stupid. Ron is like, he's not stupid. And then he chases Quark off. And then Ron is like, that's Russ's stupid cat. <laughs> While this happens, there's three of them on this one flower stalk. And it starts to wave. And Nick falls off into another flower. And then, and then Amy's like, Nicky, get out of there. You're allergic to pollen. And he says, I'm too little to breathe it in. And then he and, breathes it in. It's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not too little to breathe it in. <laughs> so then we flash to May and Diane. They're talking over the fans. Fans? The fans. 
Uh, they both mention that their kids are missing, and if one of them sees the other kids, please send them home. And then the kids hear a strange noise. What is that? Sounds like a swarm of bees. Mm-hmm. So a bee goes to the flower that Nick is stuck in. And I guess, like, bees have, like, lots of hairs on their legs. I guess Nick gets stuck to the bee because the bee can't really pick him up. Mm-mm. But little Russ jumps on top of the bee to save Nick, and the bee takes off. I always love this as a He's, kid. The, the bee, bee is going to notice that this kid just jumped on it, even though it's a teeny, teeny, teeny kid. <laughs> I know. Well, now He's there's two be able kids. To tell. The bee doesn't weigh a lot, and this thing just dropped on him. <laughs> well, and also, he picked up a kid, so which weighs a lot more than pollen, let's mm-hmm. be real. So the bee is flying, and Russ pulls um, Nick on top of the bee, and they go flying. When I was See, a kid... the fucking wavels on this kid. When I was a kid, this Russ was Thompson? my favorite scene. <laughs> The bee chase was my favorite scene as a kid. Grande huevos, mi amigo. I will yep. say, as a grown-up, this scene you goes have no a little too marbles. <laughs> well, the bee goes on, all, goes all over, and fly. And Big Russ sees Wayne and stops to give him some crap about their lawn. And Wayne is like, you know, just doing my part, creating oxygen. <laughs> you know, and I always, and that's something that stuck with me my whole life. Every time <laughs> the lawn is. Long, it got to do our part. They got to do their they're burning down the Amazon every day. They destroyed the cure for cancer. Sean Connery found it in Medicine Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ants. Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> that movie is good. No, it's not. Yeah, it I is. haven't seen it it's in a long good. time. I sus- you could do that movie. It's a drama. No, you can't. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> Sean Connery's a researcher on the Amazon, and he has found the cure for cancer, but he can't figure out what it was because it was one of his test runs, and he's trying to recreate, and he's never been able to recreate it, but he found it. Mm-hmm. And then this woman comes to join him. That's from his I like how Lane's re- university. Uh, I can't remember why she comes, but she's here to like check up on him. But she ends up going native, and they end up falling in love. And they end up finally figuring out that the cure for cancer is ants. But then um, the cattle companies tear down, or there's part of the deforestation of the Amazon, tearing down all the trees. And they bulldoze this particular tree that had the ants, and they lose the cure for cancer. They could have cured cancer everywhere. Okay, can we talk about this? They destroyed the tree that had the ants. Medicine Man is a well-known movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it has Lorraine Bracco really and Sean Connery. Really do. What percent are we at? I don't want to tell you. Why not? Because you got in business. Keep reading. All right. Um, well, if the thing stops, it'll be my business. So the bee flies at, uh, as Big Russ gives Wayne shit, uh, the bee flies at him. Big Russ kind of, we, we see him like wave himself back. And then Wayne, the bee comes at Wayne. And we get back. He gets a bat and tries to hit the bee with a bat. Which, that would be amazing. Do you know what I did the last time a bee landed on me? I said, oh, there's a bee on me. I don't want bees on Fly me. away, bee. Fly away, bee. Bees won't attack you unless provoked. I, I now, wasps, watch out for those angry fuckers. Yeah. Yesterday I went to get in the car, there was a bee flying on me. I said, bee, the flowers are over there. And, and it just the was swimming. The and I walked to the flower. It said, these are the flowers, bee. <laughs> I am not allergic, but I am one of those people who's like, oh, it's a bee, it's a bee, get it off, no, get it off, get it off, it's a bee. 
I'm like, yeah, bees, don't you bother you. The pollen's over the there. The bee doesn't want to die. <laughs> but we flash, we flash to Ron and Amy. Ron and Amy do not get along. And Ron has decided that he's having a bad Ron dream. He doesn't get along with anybody except his dad, I think. Well, <laughs> Ron's decided he's having a bad dream that he's going to wake up and he's going to go fishing. And Amy's like, you know what? Maybe you're right. This is a dream. But if it is a dream, would this hurt? And she does the old twist your ear thing. And she's like, get the fuck up. And you know what's funny? I really thought that she was going to be like, maybe it is a dream. But if it's a dream, why can't uh, we should be able to get to the door? And we'll, this will make it a happy ending. And then she didn't. I was like, thank you. Because if she went along with this shit. <laughs> no, she's like, get up. And then, um, so we see Wayne then goes back up to the attic. And when he goes up there, he steps on something. What is that? It's the chair. And then he looks around and he spots his thinking couch. And he looks at the machine and he looks at the couch and he's like, oh my, he's like, holy fucking shit. It works. And then he's like, dick, maybe. <laughs> and he realizes the kids have been shrunk. And as he's looking for them, he comes face to face with the fucking broom. And he's like, oh my fucking God, I threw my kids away. So then he goes out the back door across the lawn to the garbage bag. And he inspects the garbage bag and he finds a little hole where they escaped the garbage bag. And he's like, oh, my God, they're in the backyard. And he goes to walk back to the house. And he takes one step in the grass. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he thinks he's just crushed the kids. So then he uses the chain link fence gate to swing over to the wooden fence that's between him and the Thompson yard. And is climbing along the fence back. Um, so as big, he's doing this, Russ, big, big, Russ Thompson. big Russ Thompson, spies him. And they make, like, really awkward eye contact. Where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but he, he says it with his eyes. And Wayne is like, don't worry about it, man. So then Nick and Russ and Amy and Ron are searching for each other. So this is what's happening in the yard. Next we see Wayne searching the lawn for the kids. He's using crutches and binoculars. Because while it's less surface area, it'll still crush the kids. <laughs> I know. And I still don't think he's getting good penetration on this grass. But good penetration. the crutches grab the water hose, which accidentally turns on the sprinklers. At this point, the Borsteins show up. Mm-hmm. Now, he's trying to shake the, sprink- the hose off one of his crutches, and he falls over it, and he lands on the laundry that's on the clothesline. And the Borsteins are like, hello? And he's like, get off the lawn! Get off the lawn! get off the grass. Get off the grass! It's a bizarre thing because we know Mm -hmm. that this yard is trash. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like perfectly manicured. You can see the lines. It's not like he cares about this grass. He's doing his part for the environment. (laughs) He's just like, get off the grass! (laughs) Then he says, it's delicate, the lawn. You don't want to overwater. Which is a great line and always made me While he's wearing that binocular headset. Heads, yeah, he has a very strange helmet. There's lots of strange helmets in this. That, and, I assume um, he just had lying around the house. So as the sprinklers turn on, and then he runs and turns the water off, but as the sprinklers turn on, <coughs> the kids are like, oh, fuck, because now it's raining. And it's not raining small droplets of water. It's raining big droplets of water. Mm-hmm. And they're running and trying to take cover for the no, water. It's, it's it may kill small droplets of water. It's just big to them. <laughs> right, because it may kill them if it lands on them. 
She's drowned them. So Amy and Ron find a big rock and they start to climb up it. And then Amy spots something through the rain and it's little Russ and Nick. And Amy yells Nikki at the top of her lungs just as a water droplet hits behind her. And she falls off the big rot in rock, rot, rock, into a very thick, gross mud, mud. puddle. Well, because it's the flagstaff in the middle of the yard, and it's, yes. it's covered in water now, so it's probably only a little puddle, but she's it's really It's very small. slick, yes. And then Nick yells, Amy, and little Russ takes a grass water slide down to this gross puddle and starts searching for her. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, he... French he class. pulls her out, but he pulls her out, but she does not appear to be breathing. So he does uh, rescue breathing and resuscitates her, and she lives. In and the I'm trivia, like, chest compressions are more important than breaths. And Tommy goes, "We didn't know that in 1989." That's true. We didn't. You, the only reason you he just wanted to do mouth to mouth. Yeah, the only reason we did mouth to mouth in the 80s is so a boy could kiss a girl and then not be like super, creepy. Know that. super creepy we didn't know that until the 2000s mm-hmm. that chest compressions were more important than rescue breathing and i was a lifeguard and you were taught to do that rescue breathing what about, what about was the, more important forcing the air into their lungs was more important than chest compressions. what about the one where you put the person and you do the weird arm things remember they used to do that in the old movies yeah <laughs> they do like the arm rows or whatever and it yeah. would push the water out what you don't remember that i, I know no. what you're talking about don't worry about it anyway. <laughs> You're saying in the trivia. In the trivia, it says that there was originally five kids Ooh. in the original script, one and one of them it. died in this scene. <gasps> no. Wow. Yeah. That's some dark ass shit. That's when it was a horror movie Which, that involved yeah. children. Wow. Took out one of the Zelensky kids. No then shit. Disney said, You're not killing a kid in one of our it's movies. It's like, This is a <laughs> Disney movie. Yes, I know, but. It, that was in the original script, so that's something that they took out. Which, again, makes me wonder, what was fucking pitched to the studio by these horror guys? Wow. That this, would have been a crazy... This movie is, I find, very funny. And, it and also, is, you have to explain it to the police. It is fun. And, How do you explain it? But that? this had to be really you, fucking Your kid is dark. missing? Because they don't have the body. He would probably no. as a little thing. Yeah. You would, I mean, your cord is missing. Him, you have to show them the shrink ray. No, you would have no to recover the body. You would have to go to the flagstaff in the middle of the and search. You'd have to shrink somebody to search for him and then reanimate and then re enlarge his maybe the drowned body. Smell him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you'd have to shrink a search party. Shrink the dog. Yeah, it's probably for the best that they cut that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That would have raised a whole lot more questions. I'm just saying, it's interesting. So, um, he resuscitates her. Then we see Wayne creating a new search apparatus, which is a a him in a hammock. It's like a counterbalance. But he still would have had to go on the grass to erect that thing. And the kids kind of clean themselves up and continue towards the house. They realize they're at the flagstone in the middle of the yard. And they continue towards the house, and Wayne just misses them. Like, they go into the brush just as Wayne comes over top. So they all, he almost found them. There's this, like... I mean, he's almost found them by the time they find him. I mean... It's a few times. He's terrible at finding them. Even yes. though he knows how big they are, he's fucking terrible at finding them. <laughs> Um, then we see the foresters arrive, and Big Russ is pissed because he's like, and May's like, just tell him that the kids are missing. And he's like, I can't tell him fucking that. And she's like, I don't know why not. But he goes out. They have the very special fish handshake. 
which is awesome. And uh, he tells them, he tells the foresters that they can't go. May's having plumbing issues. What does this mean? Is it explosive diarrhea? Problem, yeah. Or vomiting? I thought I thought downstairs, not upstairs. But (laughs) vomiting or explosive diarrhea? And he's like, either way, plumbing issues. Plumbing would not stop the big rust tons. I'm sorry, you're not having that in the RV. No. (laughs) I mean, yeah, no. Yes, it would have stopped him. <laughs> Eighty dollars, May. Non-refundable. Do you want her to ride in your RV? <laughs> and if he's really a good husband, you would not want to take your wife on a trip when she is having plumbing issues. It would be a legitimate reason yes. to not go. But the foresters are sad, and he this guy gets super pissed at Russ yeah. because they're supposed to have this big. You and he's like eighty dollars. No, you should just go without your wife, basically. It's 1989. How are they going to call him? He's already on the way. The Foresters oh, go. They don't have a phone in RVs? No, it's 89. 1989. I mean, they had car phones. This is, remember we did Judgment Night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like eight years after this. <laughs> yeah, like, really, VCR, that was a big upgrade. No, no, yeah. no Satellite. scratching. Stop, 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 stop scratching where you have your gross hot spots. Hey, you want to you not talk to the dog and talk to our friends here? I don't want your dog to get gross hot spot juice all over my house. Keep drinking so here. It's helping. I need him not to um, use a hot spot. It's very gross. Um, what you guys gathered? I've lost my place. Because you were so playing. Big Russ goes back to the house and he's sad that he doesn't get to go on his trip. And then he's like, 80 bucks made. Non-refundable. $80. Those kids are grounded. He's pissed. They're in trouble if they ever come home. <laughs> they ever don't so me. then we see Amy thanking little Russ for saving Nick, and then Nick's like, "He saved you too." And Amy says, "Yes, he did. Thank you for that." And then Nick's like, "Where'd you learn art, artificial respiration, or whatever it is?" He says, and French class. <laughs> little Russ looks at Amy and says, "French class kid," and she smiles and is like, "You flirty McFlirterson." <laughs> Her well, timer McFlurks. <laughs> yep, their timer. Well, it's less awkward now. Yeah. I mean, she's filthy. Also, he did just save her life. <laughs> I know. He's also is, saved her brother from the bee. <laughs> the thing is, he's a survivalist. Look, he is the hero. <laughs> if there ever was a situation where you could get the popular girl to like you, this is it. Yeah, he, is, he doesn't have to be awkward anymore. He is confident around this he, girl now. He has proven that he is going to get shit done. Yeah. Like, you saved my life? I mean... <laughs> it's gonna change the way I look at you a little bit. Yeah. So they press on, and as we see the kids walking along, they talk about how hungry they are, fantasizing about food, and then they come across an oatmeal cream pie. Nick just lost a whole oatmeal cream pie in the yard. If I dropped an oatmeal cream pie in the yard, you know what I would do? Pick up the oatmeal cream pie and eat it. <laughs> Especially if I was twelve. Yeah. As a little kid, yes. I mean, if there's not visible dirt on it as an adult, I'm eating it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that grosses you out, people who actually know me or people who don't know me. If it does, please email us at underappreciatedmoviepodcast at gmail.com. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but I live by the five-second rule, and I would have fucking picked it up because an oatmeal cream pie is big enough for it to fucking be seen. But luckily, he didn't. He didn't. Yep. So they have it's to- one of Nick's cookies, and they start to eat it, and they're in heaven is very excited, but then there's an ant, and Amy freaks out and grabs the boys and pulls them off the cookie, and they go and hide, and Amy's like, well, we gotta run, and Ron's like, it's just one ant, and little Russ is like, when have you ever just seen one ant, which is a good point. 
So excellent yeah. point. You never even just if see you one. don't see another one on the paper. There's another one there. There's another one there. There's another one there. They follow our pheromone trails, so they're coming. But Nick, who loves science and knows all about science, is like, I think we should catch him. Mm-hmm. Because they're super strong. They can carry 50 times their body weight. And he could carry us all the way to the house. Let's catch him. And Amy's like, you are ridiculous. And she looks at Little Russ to be the voice of reason. And he goes, I say, that's our aunt. <laughs> and the boys go and try to get the aunt. But the aunt... Fucking kicks their ass. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I mean, love it. It can carry fifty times its weight. It's very strong. I know. It kicks their ass. It reminds me of like <laughs> reminds me a little bit of like a bucking bronco and rodeo clowns. <laughs> like it's just kicking ass all over the place. But Amy has a uses brain over brawn, grabs a cookie piece, and lures the ant away. So they end up catching the ant. Uh, meanwhile, Quark starts playing with the rope that Wayne has used to tie the TV as his counterweight on his sling search apparatus. And it twists Wayne and twists Wayne and twists Wayne. And then it he yells at Quark. Quark lets go. And then he goes flying across the yard as this unwinds furiously. Like if you ever wound up a piece of rope and let mm-hmm. it go. Yep, exactly like what you think. Swing. Yep. I've done that on a tire swing. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. A little bit easier to stay on a tire swing. But Wayne flies through the water into somebody's pool. Not his pool, not the Thompson's pool, but the Thompson's see it out the window as they're on the phone with the police to report their missing children. One of the things I appreciate about this movie is that they report their kids missing and the police come right away to take a report. Whereas in most movies, they pretend that you can't report somebody missing for 24 hours, which is not true. Mm -hmm. That's not true. You can report someone missing as soon as you feel that they're actually missing. That's just a stupid movie thing. But, um... Especially with kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate... 24 hours are the most important 24 hours. (laughs) Right? You want them to be really missing before we even start looking. (laughs) Then we see the kids riding the ant. They've made a chariot sort of sled thing and ron is ant driving uh diane gets home from the mall she went to the mall to look for the kids and no one is there and she calls the cops to report the kids missing because she can't find anyone in the house and she is very freaked out we see the thompson's meeting with the officers um big russ thompson does not really care for the male police officer and thinks that they don't take him seriously Wayne comes down from upstairs and runs into Diane. She tells him that she has called the cops, and he says the kids are in the backyard. And she's like, oh, my God, that's fantastic. And he's like, wait, wait, i got to show you something. And he shows her the couch from his thinking couch. And she's like, oh, my God, the machine works? That's great. And he's like, no, it's not. And she's like, why isn't it great? And he's like, I shrunk the kids. They're in the backyard. The Tom King kids do. No, too. she says, do the kids know? I was like, yeah, the kids know. Because I shrunk them. Oh. And, and she uh, that was from the commercial. Jesus. Well, I mean, if you remember the commercial, remember shit like that. I'm sorry, I'm not giving yeah. this movie I verbatim. I thought I was on a time. <laughs> no, no, that was a different movie. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like a movie number six <laughs> or eight. It's a great movie. Um, then the cops arrive, and Wayne, who is wearing another great apparatus on his head, this is a helmet with um, two big like magnifying glasses floodlights i can't remember exactly what it was i have been drinking i'm on like my third glass of wine (laughs) because i don't have to work tomorrow um (laughs) even though i am gonna go into work tomorrow just a half a day 
Um, the cops arrive. Wayne tells them that it's a mistake, that his kids are not missing. They're in the backyard. And he says, tell them, honey, and turns around and Diane faints. But the cops apparently go away. They believe this. They, I don't see why they would, but it's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get dark, and Ron stops the stops auntie, the aunt, and he says, you know, he's really tired. I think we should let him go. They're not going to make it back to the house before, you know, tonight. So uh, they decide that they're going to let the the aunt go, and they try to get the aunt to leave, but the aunt won't leave because now the aunt loves Ron. Like I know they've had a lot of obstacles, and like we said, they don't mm-hmm. know where they're going. But she said in the beginning. I've got six hours to get mm-hmm. back to the house, get big, mm-hmm. and get to the mall. And now they're like, we've been going for well, six hours. Well, what, we're what, not at the house yet. And what, Nick goes, we're not going to make it before dark. And then Ru- little Russ goes, and even if we did, the mall would be close. Uh, but I'm like, so we're, like they said, three miles. I mean... But they haven't gone, they've probably gone 15 miles because they're zigzagging across yeah. this fucking lawn. But How many times so did they funny. circle back to someplace they'd already been? It's just so funny. And I looked up, because I was me, and I looked up, do ants sleep? Oh, yeah. And, and apparently they sleep one minute and uh, in one minute intervals, and they do it 250 times a day. Since, what? Since, I don't know. <laughs> Tony was like, they said the ant needs to go to sleep. Just do ants even sleep? I don't know. And he looked it up. All right. How many minutes are in a 24-hour time period? Mm-hmm. Well, way more than 200. John, Google that. <laughs> 60 an how, hour. How many minutes are in a 24-hour time period? Can you do the math for me? Can you do the math for me? I mm-hmm. think he is doing the math for you. I know, but he's responding. just looking at me. He's not really paying much attention to what's I am happening. Paying attention. He's eighty six thousand four hundred. Okay, and divide that by sixty. <laughs> One thousand four hundred forty naps a day. <laughs> that's a lot of naps. <laughs> that's like how I, that's me at work. What are you talking about? That's nothing. That's interesting. So, um, then. We see Diane and Wayne looking for the kids. Now they're both in different hammock-type slings with lights on their helmets. And Diane stops them and is like, Wayne, we need to tell the Thompsons. Mean, we see Big Russ and May kind of having a fight. And then Russ goes outside to smoke. And then he flicks a cigarette into the yard. And then... Um, the kids see the cigarette because they're apparently close to the fence. Also, you fucking asshole for flicking a lit cigarette into my yard. True. Mm-hmm. You can start a fire that way. Please put out your cigarette before you go flicking it, pe- people. This is fucked up. <laughs> I was pretty at. I was. But people did it. As a grown up, I used to. As a grown up who doesn't smoke <laughs> currently, I was pretty infuriated by this because you could start a fire. But when I did actually smoke, I did it all the time and yeah. never thought about it. <laughs> but I have put out no less than four brush fires at work because somebody flicked a cigarette into the landscaping in front of the store. Uh-huh. It always happens when I'm working, and I always am the one that has to put out the fucking fire. One time, <laughs> it was a pretty good-sized landscaping fire huh. because it had been hot out, and the wood chip mulch was really dry. Mm-hmm. Like, it covered probably i had to get a fire extinguisher because it covered like a five foot by three foot fucking area of a fucking brush fire (laughs) one of the customers 
called the fire department, which I did not know, and I had already put out the fire. And they got there, and I'm like, I put out this fire. Don't you worry. <laughs> but, like... Not my first time. Not my first time. <laughs> but no less than four. Oh. Which would not have occurred to me when I was an actual smoker. But now, at this point in my life, I'm like, that's dangerous. <laughs> but the kids see the cigarette, and they're like, what the hell is that? And they go to investigate, and they see a cigarette. And Amy's like, where did that come from? Little Russ investigates, and he's like, that's Dad's brand. And Ron's like, he told he quit. And then Little Russ is like, no, he only smokes when he's really worried. And looks at Ron, and he's like, he's worried about us. They, we infer that you know their dad is very concerned about that. dad them. actually likes us. But Ron has an idea. He's like, we can use this, and they make torches. And then Auntie comes up, and he's like, look, headlights. But the Zelinskis go to meet with the Thompsons, and Big Russ and May think they are insane. (laughs) What do you mean, I you shrunk my kids? That's not even possible. They show me how crazy neighbors said they shrunk your kids. You would say, no, you're nuts. (laughs) No, you would say, I've got an air hanger hammer in my attic and if you did something to my kids there will be pieces of you all over the neighborhood because <laughs> they did mention that the up until now the machine has just blown things up and then they're like you blew up our kids and he's like no if we blew them up there'd be pieces of them all over the room <laughs> not helping Wayne. No. not helping but they're true with- but not at all. But that would be upsetting. It would be upsetting. Oh yeah. my god! Can you imagine? The no, horror, no, no. That's probably the original. In the yeah. horror movie of this <laughs> version, somebody was blown up. Let's just put it that way. Um, so the Thompsons don't really believe them, but they go back to the house. May looks like she believes, but Big Russ is not willing to accept that his kids have been shot. They do show them the thinking couch. Yes. He's like, yeah, it's doll furniture. Who cares? Which they would never make doll furniture. It's way know. too he small to be doll. A doll furniture, furniture couch is the size of a but if your neighbor <laughs> came over, but if your neighbor came over and said, "I shrunk your dog," I'd be like, "You would not believe him." I'd be like, "Show me this shrinking machine," and then he showed me this whatever the fuck it is. I'm like, all right, shrink some. Okay, you didn't. Well, cool. no, I'm calling the police. It, you it, weird fucker. And, and he can't shrink anything because he destroyed the machine. The movie would The movie would be honey post bail. And then, <laughs> honey, the neighbor beat me up. All right, so then the kids find a Lego and they realize they can make, and they're going to make camp because they don't have to sleep on the ground. I don't think sleeping in a re- Lego is any much more comfortable than sleeping oh, on the ground. It's going to be more uncomfortable. Mm. But I guess, I guess you're not exposed to the bugs, but you are. <laughs> well, some spiders also, are going to get you. If that I'm Lego falls over upside down, are they ever going to be able to get out of it? No. <laughs> well, they might have to dig a tunnel. It's a danger oh. zone. They could probably dig their way out. I'm just No, I mean if it fell over and the holes were on the top and they went into the holes. Oh, to sleep, yeah, no. Okay, yeah, no. like a well. I no. was thinking, <laughs> you placed one person out and they grab you out to make it work. Russ Thompson's been working out. <laughs> yeah, a whole f- 15 minutes with those weights from the garage. Um, anyways, so the two boys, the younger boys, get in the top part of the Lego, and little Russ tells Amy she can have the bottom part. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, yes. And he's going to sleep on the ground in front of the Lego. Um, so then we see Wayne working on the machine to put it back together. Diane is worried about the kids. And he's like, it's all right. They're not alone. They'll have the top. The Tompkins kids are with them. Thompson. Thompson. Oh, the Tompkins kids. Those are shrunk in another yard. <laughs> Three houses down. 
That's a lot they of shrinking in up. that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Honey, I blew up the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the sequel. Diana's worried, and he's like the time sin kids are with them. They're not alone. And Diana's like, that's another thing I'm worried about. Amy, in the dark, with little Russ Thompson. They better behave themselves. And then we flash to Amy and little Russ Thompson talking about the moon. And we get some more great wisdom from big Russ Thompson, (laughs) who Amy says that the moon is the same size whether you're big or small. And little Russ is like, that's not what my my dad says. And she's like, does he um, get on you because of your size? And he says, the bigger the man, the bigger the moon. The bigger the guy, the bigger the moon. Which is funny because that is some also great 80s dad wisdom right there. But Amy and Russ. That's how he thinks. Amy's super impressed with little Russ Thompson, and he is big Russ Thompson in her heart at this point. Oh! So they, she gives him a little kiss kiss. And so this is a. Uh, and something in this movie doesn't shrink. And it may have been. <laughs> this may have been the beginning of a, some hot and heavy making out, but they're He's attacked by a scorpion. And it, well, it was awkward. Because her little brother and his little brother were right above them, listening to the make out. My question is, why a scorpion? Why not a spider? Because it's... Because who the hell has scorpions in their yard? I know some places in, like, Texas, Texas and stuff do, but it's kind of a weird... This was filmed in a place that had scorpions. It's kind of a weird thing sure. to have a scorpion. It's fine. We don't need the math on it. Why not a spider? Maybe spiders are harder to do. Well, spiders usually are... Wait for you to come to them. They're... they're... Some. But I mean, most spiders. Give us arachnophobia. Yes. But most spiders are snare hunters, right. Right. not active hunters. Whereas a scorpion. Well, I have no idea what if scorpions search for food. <laughs> I, I assume they do. Well, I was once playing putt putt in the Arizona modern desert. Yeah. <laughs> no scorpions. All I learned about scorpions, um, I learned through Demio, and all I know is that you have a pact with them, I and do. they don't attack you. And they, go, and they glow under UV light. But. Um, I think because it's more terrifying for a scorpion to attack Auntie than for a spider, maybe, or maybe. Oh, they need the sting because you don't want to. You don't want to watch Auntie get eaten by a spider. That yep. might be a much. Where they sting him, and it sucks. But it might have been able. It might have been slightly easier to make the scorpion than a spider because spiders are covered in fine yeah. hairs that mm. looks like fur, yeah. and that might have been harder for them to create on Anime. their budget. Yeah. Because they use, it looks like models in claymation for the most part of what they use. Actually, the B sequence holds up pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, you know, Marvel CGI by any means. But the effects that they use are pretty good. But they're attacked by a scorpion. So, um, Nick, Amy, and Little Russ run and hide in the grass. But... Ron is unable to exit the label, the Lego, before the scorpion gets there. And he, the scorpion's, like, trying to get him. Because the scorpion is going to eat Ron. But then Auntie comes and to save him. The kids uh, distract a scorpion long enough for Ron to get out of the Lego. Mm-hmm. And they're going to run away. But Ron is like, no, we have to help Auntie. He's trying to save us. So they do... Go to fight off the scorpion, and Ron gets a lucky, throws a stick like a spear, and it lands in one of the scorpion's eyes, and Mm -hmm. the scorpion runs away, but not before it stings Auntie. Mm. And unfortunately, Auntie does not live through the scorpion. Because when a scorpion fights an ant, the ant loses. Yeah, Hondo P. Mm -hmm. 
But that's a pretty little scorpion if the ant was that big compared to the scorpion, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. The next morning. So then the next morning we see... Little scorpions are more dangerous than big ones. Everybody wake up. They all... This time they slept in the Lego, but they made traps around Ron, who has a, you know, knows how to set a trap, has set up an alarm system around the Lego in case anybody else comes, and they are all sleeping in the bottom of the Lego together under some leaves. <laughs> so this time they're just in a big pile of people. Yeah, that's weird. So they sleepily get up and go to use the call Girls of on nature. The right, Girls, Girls on the left. left. <laughs> uh, we see the neighbor kid, Tommy. So you no, know, you arrives. see um, Nikki comes walking back, and he didn't have any toilet paper. You could tell. I was not looking. (laughs) Neither was I. Watch how he's walking and he's grabbing his pants. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you... Okay. Because I'm observant. So, the next morning, the neighbor kid comes to mow the lawn. He's very excited (laughs) about it. He's going to use this remote control lawnmower. I have to tell you, if I had a remote control lawnmower, I might be more willing to mow the lawn. So, you're saying if I buy a remote control lawnmower, you'll do it? I mowed the lawn, not this last time, but the time before. They have these now. They're. <laughs> if you want me to mow the lawn, just say, Elaine, I want you to mow the lawn. I'm busy right now buying a remote control lawnmower. Just tell me you want me to mow the lawn. Just say the words, Elaine, I need you to start mowing the lawn on no, a regular basis from now on. No, because I need to get the edging done and you refuse to do it. Yeah, no, I don't edge. I know. But it's easy for you to edge after I mow the lawn. He's giving me this look as if he was a scorpion and I was an ant. Mm. It's very terrifying. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, the kids hear a noise, Actually, can, and the ground starts to this shake, one you just and Ron yells, lawn. earthquake, and Nick yells, no, worse, lawnmower. And they start to run to escape the lawnmower, which is worse. Do I want to spend $2,000 on a, on a lawnmower that I don't have to do anything? Just let it go. No. So then we see Diane. Or does he want to spend $2,000 on a watch? <laughs> <laughs> Diane, in that context, I buy the mower. (laughs) See Diane, Wayne. Wayne's working on rebuilding the machine. Diane is helping him. They hear a noise, and Diane is like, "What is that? A chainsaw?" Because it's Sunday morning at this point. And he smashed that machine earlier. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no, you I don't remember him smashing it that bad. I was like, "Can he fix this motherfucker?" Because he smashed the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily, Radio Shack still existed. Well, lucky he had all those other inventions in the house. He took yeah. part. I'll be waiting for Amazon. Um, and Wayne is like, no, that sounds more like our lawnmower thing. And they look out the window and they're terrified because they see this fucking kid mowing their lawn. So they run downstairs. I love the bit where they get to the back door. Wayne opens the back door and Diane runs into them, and runs into him, and they sh- and it shuts the back door and he ha- he looks at her like, come on, and then opens the door and <laughs> runs outside. I don't know what it is about that, but I've always noticed that part, and I've always enjoyed it. But they run outside, and they get to the edge of the patio, and they're afraid to step on the lawn, even though Tommy is on the lawn. And they start yelling for him, and but he's not listening. So then they're, like, together, and they yell his name, and he turns around, and he's like, what? And they're like, get off the lawn! And they pull him to him, and when he... When he turns, he stops the lawnmower. So now the lawnmower is hovering in place. And the kids have found an earthworm burrow to hide in. And Nick is like, we'll be safe here. But unfortunately, the lawnmower is hovering right over the burrow of the earthworm. 
and Nick gets sucked up. So then they grab each other because they're trying to stop and Amy is on the bottom of this human chain and her feet catch a branch. And they're like, don't let go, Amy. And she immediately lets go. Well, the branch breaks. No, she doesn't. She loses her grip. No. Yes. You can clearly see the root is in the dirt and then the root lifts up. Mm -hmm. And her feet no longer have purchase because the root broke. She never would have let go. Amy would have saved them. (laughs) Um, But thank goodness Wayne grabs the remote control and turns it off just as they get sucked up. So it manages to make sure that they don't get cut up by the blades. I'm not even sure they would have gotten cut up by the blades. I guess it's hard to tell. They're so small compared to the other particulates in the lawn. And I have never actually... I mean, do bugs get sucked up in the lawn, Molly? This is a good question. I I don't know. But... But I do think it's funny that the parents are so freaked out that they really freak out this kid. He's like, I, yeah. I don't yell at me. I, he's like, he I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry I wasn't here sooner. And they're like, it's fine. And Diane's like, it's all right. Just go home. Go through the house. It's safer. And he's like, it's safer. <laughs> he's very confused. But he leaves. He's another one. You're and funny. Diane and Wayne search the cut the cut grass for the kids but they don't see them and they search like right here and the kids are right there (laughs) but they don't see the kids the kids do see them but again they're too small to hear them but guess who does hear them quark so all of a sudden it's very startling at first to see this big dog nose coming straight for (laughs) them but the kids jump on the dog and they climb up the dog hair and quark goes straight to the house but he gets to the porch and the Thompson's stupid cat is there. But this time, Cork isn't, he's like, no, I got to save my humans. And he barks at that fucking cat and that cat runs off. <laughs> Fuck that cat. And he goes. Achilles should do to Stoker, but he won't do it. Well, maybe he needs shrunken kids. Maybe if you got tranked by Tony's shrinking machine, Stoker, or Achilles would be willing to fight Stoker off to Not save for you. Not for me. Not for me. You have a shrinking machine? Yes, I'm a trillionaire. <laughs> Are they trillionaires in the second movie? I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so. That's dumb. I think they're still in the same house. I don't really know. I didn't want... I've, oh, my God. It's past my bedtime. Um, honey, honey, I can't monetize mass displacement. <laughs> but I've only ever seen the second I don't think movie that was once. Good. And I've never seen the third <laughs> movie. Um. So, Quark goes... St- Amy yells at Quark to go to Dad, and Quark goes straight to Wayne. Wayne is at the table having Cheerios. Quark gets up on the fucking table, and Wayne is like, get off the table. What is wrong with you? This causes Nick to fall off the dog into his dad's Cheerios. This is the second time that Nick has fallen off something. Why are we letting Nick climb on things? (laughs) This kid cannot hang on. His grip strength is that of a baby. Of me with my shoulders. A baby has more grip strength than this. So, um... Wayne and Diane, and Diane's like, he probably just misses the kids. But Wayne and Diane are having a conversation. Cork puts his nose on the table, and the other kids climb off him and run across the table, yelling at Dad. This is the famous scene, Dad, don't eat me, Mom! But because Nick is in the Cheerios, and he ends up in Nick's and Wayne's spoon, and Wayne goes to eat his son. How fucked up would you be for the rest of your life if you accidentally ate your son? It's pretty bad. Yeah, that'd be rough. That would be worse than inner space, knowing that you have a tiny little mechanical man in your body forever. Yeah. But like to actually eat your son. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's so many things that could make this more. Are you going to do inner space next? Horror. I mean, I, I should. <laughs> Have a shrink. It's her uh, birthday thing And then the incredible shrinking women. Oh, crap. You know what I was going to do? And Ant-Man 3. And my next pick was going to be a movie you like. But you keep fucking keep talking. <laughs> Keep, keep talking. We're doing fucking Inner space something is on bad. my list, but it didn't, like, it, sometimes it qualifies and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's on the edge. It depends on when I look at it. Um, but, so, Quark freaked out, because he's a very smart dog, bites Wayne in the calf. And Wayne looks down, and he's like, son of a bitch. But it, it draws his eye to his spoon just so much and he's like there's something in my milk what is that he gets his magnifying glass which he's has handy because he's searching for his shrunken kids and he sees fucking nick in his cereal <laughs> and he does not at any point seem to have the realization that he'd almost hit his kid because mm-hmm. the disney movie yeah but that he's Quark like saved his kid's life he's like oh my yeah. god look it's nick he's pointing at something there's the rest of them so now they have the kids so then they go and they get the thompsons and they bring them all up to the attic, and they're testing the machine, but it's still blowing up fruit. <laughs> and he's like, I can't figure out what happened. Why is it doing this? It shrunk the kids. It must work. So Nick and the kids start to play charades to tell Wayne that the difference was the baseball. And uh, so they play charades, and Big Russ Thompson is the only one that realizes that they're playing fucking baseball because he is the sports dad Mm -hmm. and Diane and Wayne don't know anything about baseball. And then this makes Wayne realize that the baseball came through the window, turned on the, turned on the machine and then got in the path of the laser, which is too hot. And that is why everything has been blowing up. So he fixes the problem Mm -hmm. and he's like, all right, well I've recalibrated it, put the kids down. I'm going to bring them back up. And big Russ Thompson is like, you are not, trying this yeah. on some on my kids until I see you test this on something living. Which Quark, again, smartest dog in the world, yes. hears this and runs out of the room. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be the test dog. And then Big Russ mans up and says, you're going to test it on me first. So they say, okay. So we, he takes off his hat and hands it to his wife because he's afraid it to, for it to get shrunk. And we see his cigarettes in his hat. How'd that get there? And then he gets out of chair and they shrink him. And May is very impressed that her husband is so brave. Well, he didn't get shrunk. I know. I don't think I would volunteer to get shrunk after watching it blow up a bunch of fruit. Me neither. I mean, it's to save your kids. Could you try it on an inanimate object before you try yeah, it on a people? They, they did try kind it of on jump a, right to human trials. Yeah, right they should have tried it on a stool. There's a stool right there. Russ is sitting on it. <laughs> but it works. And um, then they enlarge Russ again. Does it? But the funny part is he goes to put his hat back on, but now it's too big, which is a little funny. Which means he set it back, but just a little shorter. Just a little shorter. I would do that, too. Should make you a molecules little, are just a little so shorter. So, Diane shorter, a little takes, bit bigger, so nothing fits anymore. Diane takes the spoon with the kids in it, which, why are they still on a spoon? <laughs> it was handy. But, I mean, don't want to lose them, I guess. Little Russ uses this opportunity before they become big and back to the normal world to ask Amy if she'd like to go to the dance with him. He says, can you dance? Or she says, can you dance? And he says, no. And she said, I'd love to. And they hold hands. Well, they all hold hands. And then they all hold hands. But first she holds his hand and then they all hold hands. And then hands. When, they, when he makes Russ big, he stays in the same spot and his leg just extends and falls down. But when he grows the kids, they all jump over off of the chair. They're not on the chair, they're on the floor. Mm-hmm. Throw on the chair. Diane puts a spoon on the floor. Mm. Okay. Quick, get out the videotape. I know. <laughs> the videotape. Um, 
but they're big again. Big Russ shakes Wayne's hand. Well, first they hug the kids. And uh, Amy asks Diane if everything's okay between her and Wayne. And she says, yes, we're going to be fine. And they're a big happy family. And he says, you're going to give me 20% of this because you almost killed my children. And then uh, Big Russ shakes Wayne's hand. And that changes to a future (laughs) dinner. Now, is this dinner this night, dinner a week from now? We don't know. But it involves a giant turkey. But Nick just has this realization about French class. Do you really think it took him like three months to figure out French class? All right. Well, whatever. So they're having dinner and um, it's a good time. We see that Amy and little Russ Thompson are playing footsie under the table and Cork has a giant bone. And the last (laughs) slide. And and the screen starts to do that thing where it pans in. Talking about his penis. I know. (laughs) Bless you. And then Nick goes, French class, I get it, French class, ha, 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 ha. And then credits the end. Yes. All right, and that is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Carly, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Well. Favorite character is? Russ. Oh, really? Which Russ? Little or big? Little Russ. Okay. With a nod to Quark the dog. <laughs> He's not a character. But he is. I would allow it. He's a character. He's definitely not a tertiary object. Um, my least favorite character was Ron. I just was annoyed by him the whole time. He's annoying. Um, but I like him for it. My favorite scene was the sprinklers scene where they had to mm-hmm. escape the water. My favorite line is the one about the your lawn's beginning to look like the Amazon. He says, yeah, um, providing oxygen or producing oxygen. We all have to do our part. You know how the jungles are receding every day. Or everywhere or whatever. Um, Even though that's not where air comes from. That's good. But I am a proponent for fewer lawns. So. <laughs> fewer lawns. Lawns are terrible for the environment. Uh, and my favorite. So are cemeteries. Tertiary object is the remote control lawnmower. Because yeah, why the one. fuck wouldn't you want that? <laughs> I pay a dude. A lot of money to mow our lawn. <laughs> yeah. I still well, the fact you pay to mow your lawn. I've also seen the things on YouTube or whatever where they just put a stake in the ground and they tie a string to the lawnmower and let it go. But our yard is not a square. Well, I'm not saying the person <laughs> do it. I'm saying that that was cool. Well, I was just And there's a big hill. I think it would just tip over. <laughs> I was researching uh, um, lawnmowers like that and you just set up a little perimeter and it'll just stay in the perimeter and mow everything. Like a like robot? A Roomba? Like, like a Roomba? Yeah, it's a giant lawn Roomba. I have two other things to say before uh-huh. I take no. my score. I really remember this movie having somebody with low potassium beating a banana. But apparently that's one of the other movies. <laughs> and I'm the only person that knows about this. No, I have no idea that, what you're talking is about. Is that not a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Probably. movie? I don't think so. Maybe that I was you that needed swear the <laughs> there was one of the kids had a p- potassium deficiency and had to eat a banana. I'm going to have to try to figure out that movie. I, I think that's, that's a, a completely different Carly, movie. Carly, that was Jack Frost. Oh, okay. Also, Tony and I at the end yeah. were like, and they all have cancer. They all have super <laughs> cancer, and now they're eating cancer food, and, yeah. <laughs> and they've all been shrunk and enlarged, so they yeah. all have cancer. But that's just or another, superpowers. I don't think that would give them cancer. It might give them superpowers because that's Based how superpowers on. happen. I don't think it would give them well because cancer is your own your immune system attacking your own body. 
So it's an immune. Well, cancer. Ca- everyone has cancer. It takes a carcinogen. It's your cells to, uh, reproducing to kick in, it a, in. in the wrong way. And I would say shrinking down to but and growing, but it might. Okay. I, I don't it think also that, might give you superpowers. I don't like necessarily think claws. that would cause cancer, although it would be interesting to know how much radiation is involved here. Yeah, let's not worry about it. Anyways, I'll give it a maybe. I, it felt like a long hour and a half to me. And a lot of the scenes, much like SNL for me, they just went on longer than I needed them to. I enjoyed it, and then I was like, okay, this can be over now. <laughs> so I'll give it a maybe. All right. Moving on. <laughs> John. Wow. That's, um, Moving on. Um, my favorite character is Zelensky. Actually, I didn't think you'd like it, Carly. <laughs> Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. Okay, because there's four Zelenskys in right, this well, movie. That's fair, but he's also, he's called Zelensky dolls. Okay, yep. Wayne. Because, um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My least favorite character is also Ron, because fuck that little fucker. Mm-hmm. He pulled a, uh, a little fucker. He, he attacked his dad, then yanked off with a... With a Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Oh, i never seen uh, that one. I Googled the banana thing. It's no. how we shrunk ourselves. Why'd you ever watch that? I don't know. All right, don't watch that again. Questions. I'm younger than you guys. This I know. I came out when I was a kid. All right. <laughs> All right. The, um, my favorite uh, scene is when they're fighting the scorpion. Mm-hmm. Because when it show of solidarity for helping Auntie. Yep. My favorite tertiary object um, is the giant Alpo bone that Court gets at the end. Uh-huh. And my favorite line is French class kid. Okay. It's a good one. It is. That sticks with you like yeah. luggage. <laughs> well, my second favorite line, I'm not going to say because I don't want to steal it. Cause but we'd like to hear it at the end if nobody else takes it. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and I will yay this movie because I enjoyed watching this movie with my cousins when we were younger. And it makes me nostalgic and I miss my cousins. Okay. Excellent. Tony? My favorite character are the kids. All of them? They're fine. You know, they do good. They there's carry six the characters in the whole movie, and you can't take four of them as one of your there's favorites. There's eight. <laughs> then. No, you can pick all what's of his them. Name? Pick all of them. Russell. Little Russell. Little, Little Russell. Yeah, yeah okay. he's great. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is. I was. I wrote it before I finished the movie, so I put a question mark after it. It was Big Russell, because he's a piece of. Uh, he's an asshole the whole movie. But then at the end, he does save the kids, basically. Mm-hmm. And he figures out the ball thing, so I kind of went back on him. So I'll Baseball. Leave him, I'll leave him as Russell, but he I think he redeems himself at the end. My favorite line is, are you saying that this machine blew up my kids? He says, no, no, no. If it did, there would be pieces of them all over. <laughs> and my favorite scene is also the scorpion attack. And my favorite tertiary object is all the... I, I said fake big objects, but it's more like... I like when they're like running across the floor and you see the giant nails and the, the yeah. brain and the wood and stuff. Like I, I like all that kind of shit. That's pretty cool. Also, maybe it, um, it was cool. You know, <laughs> I thought some of the sequences were a bit long, like we talked about, but it's whatever. You could tell they were showcasing what they could do. It's kind of like a Jurassic Park movie where there's definitely a before this movie and after it. Yeah. And same with Jurassic Park. There's a before and after in Terminator Two. It changed. It helped change CGI and what you could do. In There's movies. a lot of great practical effects. Yeah. And forced perspective and that sort of thing. Disney's so busy remaking things. They should remake this. They can do great things with this now. Or don't, because this movie is perfect. Uh, my favorite character perfect. is... Where is the horror version of this? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character is Amy. Why? All she did was yell Nikki the entire time. I find her very relatable. <laughs> I love the bits between her and Ron. I just... 
I like her. I like dancing, cleaning Amy. I I just like Amy. I don't know why. Well, you don't have to. You can well, if you seek Amy. <sighs> my least favorite character. Come I'm, on. That's I'm cold going right with... there. No one, nothing. God, that's a great joke. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, my least favorite character is the scorpion because he killed Auntie. <laughs> that's not his fault. <laughs> hey, you know why the scorpion killed the frog? I actually don't like... Yeah, because it could. No, it's in its nature. Um, which is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't dislike any of the people. I know that Ron is supposed to be annoying, but I think he's funny and clever. Um, I don't have a problem with Big Russ. May is a very nice woman. I like Wayne, Diane. I like all the kids. I like all of the people. Um, so I'm going with the Scorpion. My favorite scene is the giant cookie sequence. Because they're so hungry, and then there's the cookie like a mirage, and then they get scared of the ant, and then they're going to get the ant, and then Amy gets the ant because it beats them all. I just love that whole sequence. Um, My favorite line is when Amy and Ron are looking for Russ and Nick, and Amy says, if you were my brother, I'd put myself up for adoption. And Ron comes back with this gem, yeah, I hope your face ends up on a milk carton. That is a good insult. <laughs> Which, it is a great one. In the 80s. Yeah. yeah, that didn't happen now. And there. it's a good PG insult. Mm-hmm. It's much more clever than, fuck you, Don, ready, fuck ya. Fuck your family. <laughs> um, and my favorite tertiary object is the phone cord that Amy gets tangled <laughs> up in in the, op- in the beginning of the movie. So Amy was a little girl and did because it. Because oh, I, I remember the super long phone yeah. cord, and you would get wrapped up in it if you weren't careful. And sometimes, Audra, Paul Tate's going to call me get off the phone. And sometimes mom would yell at you because you knotted up the phone yeah. cord, and you would have to unravel the whole thing. Yep, you have to unclick it and then let it spin out and then click it back in. <laughs> I enjoyed watching this times. so much. I'm going to yay it. I'm super glad I'm going to yay it. I would happily watch it again. I'm sad that when I came home last night, John was already at the end and I didn't get to watch it. It's, I really liked it. And I think what? this. <laughs> I think this. Tony just looks so disappointed in me. That's why I didn't play putt putt because he had to watch the movie. Um, but I just Them really liked talks. it. And I thought the, I thought there was some really great snarky banter between the kids Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it in a while, I recommend that you watch it again. Mm-hmm. And that is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. My second favorite line was, I don't think we're Fooch anymore, Dorothy. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Let's see. Right. Carly. All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Have you seen all three movies? Which one do you like? I may be the only one here that thinks she's seen all three movies. I don't remember that we blew up the kid. I saw the second one in the theater. I remember going to see a theater because I liked this one so much. I definitely um, saw the third one because that's where I know that potassium thing. In about. Honey, We Blew Up the Baby, there is a scene where Amy and a boy it's are in a kid. car and the baby tries to eat it. Oh. That's all I remember about that. I remember that. So, and Big Bunny. And, and it's a different actress. I said something to my co-workers about how I had to watch this movie. Yeah. And one of them said, the second one's better. What? <laughs> I guess that's how I like... this. It's got to be the same kind of thing like how I love Short Circuit 2 just because that's the one that was on TV all the time. Also, this is a co-worker. That had the Los Locos. 
who just turned 30, I think. So yeah. the fact that he's seen any of them is pretty impressive. Um, Carrie Russell's in the second one. Really? Mila Kunis is in the third one. <laughs> wow. I think they have a party. She's at the party. I mean, their parents are shrunk, so. <laughs> All right. And tune in next week on the podcast for John's pick. Now, check me out. I've okay. to do this movie for a while, Uh-oh. and then I never really, because you look at the money, and I was like, wait a minute, it only made 60% of its budget back. 60%. That's okay. great. Okay. Okay, what you? movie are you picking? Fight Club. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Excellent. Fight Club, this is not a movie that Carly and Lynn are going to like. I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times. I saw it before I met Tony. Wow. How did that happen? Was that an accident? I read the book before the movie came out. Did you walk into a room and it was on or something? Or? I, I, think I know it. what my favorite tertiary object is. Just right off jump. Is it soap? I'm not going to tell you, sir. I don't know because scene is, but it's we're going to have to find out next week hey, on the podcast. Friends, tune in next week for that cliffhanger there. That's, see, that's how you get repeat listeners. Leave them on a cliffhanger. Way to go I don't know how we get repeat listeners. <laughs> <laughs> And if friends, if you want to send us an email at unmoviepodcast at gmail.com, is that right? Yes, it is. And give me all of your Fight Club fightiness, we'll go ahead and read it on the podcast. Fight Club fightiness. Nobody right. sent me any Ooh, emails also, about Also, no, 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 I got one. And for Fight Club, you have to tell me if you could fight anybody, living, dead, real, fake, forever, has to be on there. You could fight anybody. Who would it be? No one's allowed to save their parents. Hmm. I don't want to fight anybody. Really? Um, actually. Well, think about it. No, think about it because it's going to be part of the thing next week. Okay, I'll tell. All right. Okay, bye bye. All right.